This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The workday is coming to an end. It is five o'clock. I will see you all tomorrow. But Quinn and Chris are just getting started. Sports talk it is. Your host, Tony Quinn Jr. Now, I will say, the journey, and it was a journey, <laughs> to get to the press box is one of the, the toughest journeys I've been on. And Chris Ello. He hits two home runs every game, including a glance. Excuse me. <laughs> well, it's going to be one of those Man. days, huh? It's time to get you up to speed on all things sports. Yes! Plenty of nonsense in between. Oh, look! Here comes our fearless producer! Gwen and Chris starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. Here we go into the happy hour of Gwen and Chris. Final hour of our uh, Tuesday get-together. 501 is the time. Chris, hello. Tony Gwen Jr. Matt Scraby. Together in our Odyssey Palace studios, uh, we are uh, coming up on uh, the Scraby Chronicles, which got underway at 6 o'clock. And uh, the fun thing about that show is that Scraby can say whatever he wants, and it goes unchecked by both Tony and myself. Thankfully. <laughs> Thankfully. Thankfully. That means you can be the bearer of misinformation without any oh, without any blowback. From I anyone. will I will tell everyone that I'm much more careful about what I say oh, on serious. that show because people you people out oh, there on the Scraby show the Scraby con you're much like, more careful. Yeah, with because I, I know that if I say it. something false, I'm one this, of you will say something. Right. Well, uh, if you say yeah. something false on this show, we'll correct you. Right? There's exactly. no guardrails on your There's show. There's no guardrail on your show. I will say, people, you guys out there are. Uh, you know, amazingly relentless, relentless, and picky. <laughs> because I said earlier that Kawhi Leonard has a chance this year to do something incredible, which would be to be finals MVP for a third different team. And I said, man, that's just something that you don't see in the NBA. Right. And I said, well, Kareem, I think, did it for two teams. I left out LeBron James. Boy, did they let me know. Boy, did they let me know. LeBron James did it for the the uh, Cavaliers, the Heat, and the Lakers. And you know what? You're right. But I, I'm just I saying, wonder, we don't, if we miss something, you'll let us know out there. Of course. There's Both no your cameras, question. please. Both your cameras. Uh, Sorry. Uh, I I wonder cameras. because I I've been told before because to me it sound it, it, to me sometimes I if depending on my mood I take it as like. 
you guys stink sometimes, you know, we when stink. someone when someone tries to, like, correct us on Listen, something. Oh, uh, leave us alone? Yeah, but I think more people, more no, often than not, just want to... They're, they're um, participate. They're, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, listen, I, I I don't have an eagle, big enough eagle to, to be mad at that. I think, no, I'm not either. I think ultimately, you know, we... We know our we know our stuff. Yeah. We know our sports, but we don't, we're not going to catch everything. Sometimes we do miss some stuff. We don't forget some names. I know I certainly here's do. the here's the tweet that I can live without. The one that says Chris Ola was wrong again today. <laughs> How did they keep this guy on the air? I'm like that. Tweet, I'm sorry I sent that. I know. Was that your burner burner account? account? I mean. You're right. I am wrong sometimes. So is Tony. But I bet you whoever wrote that is wrong once in a while, too. You're just not wrong on the radio all the time. No. We say, I said this before, we say thousands of words each week. We're going to slip up on a few. Excuse me? (laughs) I mean, it happens. and, And the funny thing is you can say we're wrong. Neither Tony nor I nor Scraby claim to be right all the time. We right. don't claim that. Nope. So just pointing out that we're wrong. Oh, here, here's here's a chat. Here, here's a key chat. We just we also want correct information. Yeah. Well, we try to give you correct information. Exactly. We're I, not doing I, it on purpose. I can't help it if the dog bounty hunter website said that he might have died. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never live that one down. You know, we've so. had a couple instances, you know, dog bounty hunter being the biggest one in the last couple of weeks. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move on from him. Uh, coming up. But Tony uh, had something to say. I, think. I was getting ready. Maybe I shouldn't say it, though. So I'm, let's move on. Going to leave it out? Nah. Yeah, I don't think I should all say it. All right. It opens okay. me up to say this, then. Uh, Thursday is our Super Bowl here on the program. And I have had a couple of uh, messages come in. People that want to tune in and make sure that they do not miss Scraby's attempt to eat 10-alarm Thai food. And so they're asking, when are you going to do that? I will say this without having checked with Tony first. We're going to do it as early as we can in the show. We're going to have to. Because we need to leave Scraby as much time as possible to recover once he has tried to eat the Thai 10 food. The only thing will keep us from... Probably going right to it is like if the Padres signed Blake Snell or something. That'll definitely keep us from going right yes, to it. That, would that could precedent. derail the whole thing, actually. That could derail the whole thing if they signed Blake Snell. Uh, I'm going to call yeah. the Padres. <laughs> you, better, <laughs> you better get working on that, Scraby. Otherwise, yeah, make sure you're on time to the show Thursday. We've been, Chris has been giving uh, Scraby tips on how to... Coat his stomach. I how sent to, him an article and everything. Sent him an article. Chris so has I'm never sent out, me an email in my I'm life. I'm looking out for you, Scrape. Looking out for you. That's all. Why? Why is it that you guys don't remember or care about anything? <laughs> and then this is like the one thing that you guys are all about. Well, because we're just giving the listeners what they want. This That's is all. kind of like the time where Woodsy said he could hit a 90 mile per hour fastball. And we had it, everybody had it all set up. Yeah, he for had to him. create COVID to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of like that. I thought he that. said he could hit a hundo. It no, was a hundo. No, you sure, it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he said he could hit a hundo. We were supposed and we were to set him up at a, a batting cage just to line him up I against a hundred mile per hour. They had set up, didn't they? We we were going to go broadcast from this batting cage until COVID shut everything down. Yeah, I don't think he said a. He no, he said a hundo. He did. I'm pretty sure he said a hundred. And that's ah, when that's when we called cap on that <laughs> cap. But I he never that. had to prove it one way or the other because COVID hit. And then he talked to some smart people. I think, is he? I think he realized 
Hundreds tough, man. <laughs> I think I I'm coming s- from a guy over there across from me who hit one oh four point three. I can't I can't like say that I know exactly how he would swing because I've never seen him play baseball, but you you could foul one off. Give him ten pitches, you foul one off. I would bet everything that he everything could, he wouldn't sniff it. Well, there's no way to find there out. There is. That's, <laughs> that's the beauty of it. The, beauty the old of saying it. is 100 is my so point fast. Say, you... my, my point was that this is kind of where you got yourself into with the whole yes. tie 10. And I don't even want to go here, but unless COVID hits tomorrow, oh, you are on the uh, hook Thursday. Uh, if we want to do it, <laughs> Tony just knocked on wood. Yeah. Uh, if we want to do it and our boss, Adam, who said that he would do Bring it as well. Bring him on in, too. But he has to do it in the first or second segment because he's fine. got stuff going on. We can, we can set him a nice little bowl. Can, no. Get him, get him <laughs> We're going nice, to talk about this off the air. We'll get a nice little bite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> College basketball uh, tonight. The Aztecs are at Air Force, keeping track of some ranked teams in action right now. Third-ranked North Carolina is home to Clemson tonight. Should be an easy win, but Tar Heels are down nine at the beginning of the second half, 43-34. Yesterday, fourth-ranked Kansas lost. Now third-ranked North Carolina could go down. I would expect both teams to move up in the rankings regardless next week. Uh, what else we got, Scraby? Well, what was Tony, Tony teased that Justin Thomas had something to say to the PGA Tour or about the yeah, PGA he, Tour? Yeah, he wasn't uh, – he's not on – let's just say he's not on the same page as Rory, your guy. Mm. McElroy, he said uh, there are about a handful of guys that would make the PGA life better. Outside, he said he's not in agreement that everybody should just be allowed to come back and it'd be all good. So he's still a little little burnt feelings. This on his is side. why golf is so hard to watch right now because they've created their own, for lack of a better term, civil war and. Everybody is on one side. It's mudslinging. It's just how can we trash the other side? Now, here's what's interesting is that Liv, I don't know if they meant to do this because I can't give them credit for it, but they just had their first tournament of the season last weekend. Really? Missed it. (laughs) Apparently, a lot of people did not miss it. But here's what's happening. Live Golf is holding... Wait, apparently a lot of people did not miss it? Yeah, a lot of people, people watched, watched it. it. They had yeah. their highest ratings ever, yep. Tony. Really? 432,000 yeah. viewers. It was I think still they may only have crossed... Th- it was still only a third of what the Pebble Beach drew. Oh, so they're still I, way behind. I think they're crossing the, the Rubicon. Rubicon. Thank I you. I know where you're yeah. Because ah, of my hand signal. Kismet there. <laughs> I, I really do think that Liv finally crossed the Rubicon because they're getting more and more uh, people watching them. But here's here's where I think Liv do, is doing something really smart. Super Bowl is always on the same weekend as the Waste Management. And so this year, Waste Management, it's no different. Same weekend. But Liv is having a Las Vegas event. I, I'm same weekend with the Super Bowl. I'm betting against this. We should, we should, we should, uh, we should pay close attention to these numbers. Here. I will. I will. Because I think being in the same city as the Super Bowl is not a win. I don't you. think that's a great idea. I, I at think all. it's a bad idea. I think it's a good idea because they. You know what you're they getting. They only play at, three rounds. You know what you're getting at um, in Arizona. Like it's a that's a that's a party. Like people yeah. know that. But the Liv in. wants it to be a party. Yeah. And so Justin Thomas, I can understand why he wouldn't want certain guys to come back. Like, 
I, I can't name anybody because I don't know, but I'll just say Brooks Kepka. <laughs> Why? Why Brooks? I, I don't know. Well, mainly because Brooks talks a lot of trash. He's kind of like frustrating to be around. I don't want to straight up call him annoying, but there you go. And so I can understand why certain people he doesn't want back on the tour. And I'm sure he would want Brooks back on the tour because he's a good player and it will benefit the tour. But Rory McIlroy, I think, just threw up his arms and was like, I'm done with this. I'm just going to accept it and move on. And some other guys aren't doing that. Sounds like you're a little partial to your best friend, Rory McIlroy. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, sounds like Justin Thomas. I've never been a fan of Justin Thomas for whatever reason. I don't know why. Speaking of Justin Thomas, he and Scotty Scheffler are the odds-on favorites this win to win the Waste Management Open in Phoenix, which is interesting because those guys are big names. Jordan Spieth is the third choice. But the rest of the people in the top ten, Scraby, I mentioned this to you off-air earlier, who in the world is Byung Hung An, Sun J.M., J.T. Poston, Tom Kim, Min Woo Lee, these are all not just PGA golfers. These are guys that favorites. are in the top ten of the of the uh, the balloting in terms of favorites to win this week. I've never heard of a single one of them, and I consider myself to be a reasonable sports fan. I will say golf in Asia has never been bigger, and they are producing a lot of great players. Yeah. And so we're going to see more players that from that part of the and world. Women's side. And men's and women. Women's side has already been – there's a lot of great players on the women's side. I'm gonna give So the, that'll be the next group that goes over to live, probably. <laughs> if they if they want it, I mean if hey. they want to start a women's live, I'm sure they will and they could. We should be paying close attention. Live had their best ratings this past one. Can they sustain it? Right? Yeah. This is this is It's hard for them to sustain it in my mind because I don't know where the CW network even is. Yeah. Like I I don't think a lot of people stumble upon it. You think they just all stumbled upon it last week? I was like, oh, well, more people. This is live. <laughs> maybe either that or I mean, look, the the uh, Pebble Beach was rained out the last. Day. Oh, but they don't know live was over, right? Wait, when does live play? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday? That's I great. think it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Well, I don't know. Live, I, it's making inroads and it's. Not ruining golf, but it's, it's causing a lot of havoc right now. It's the now. Pre- the the premise of why they are doing what they're doing that I just hate so much, and it's basically because they want to out they want to pay for the biggest golf league in the world, and that's what they're doing. And well, it, and Greg the, Norman wants to stick it to the PGA part, Tour. That's the interesting part is now PGA has their own backing. They they don't even necessarily need, and that's why I want to give the PGA Tour like another year to figure this out. Because they're bringing in American money from Arthur Blank and some other big sports owners, and they're going to allow the players to have equity in the PGA Tour. And Tony's laughing for some reason. Uh, did you see Braden's uh, tweet? Oh, gosh. Doesn't have that dog in it. <laughs> Braden doesn't even know what a dog is. Like I said at the beginning of the show, if Braden wants me to show the dog, that's kind of dirty, actually. <laughs> It was off the cut that Brock had of you uh, yelling. Into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine, good one, Braden. That's hilarious. Joe Horitz. I mean, oh, Hortiz. Sorry, Joe Hortiz. Who is this? Do we know who this is? No. He's the general manager of the Chargers. Oh, he, he, he second with a. He doubled down on uh, his uh, coach, Jim Harbaugh, at his press conference today. Hortiz said, "We are going to build a consistent winner here." We're going to bring you a trophy, Dean. We are going to get it done. 
I've got four boys. I've got two rings. We're getting the other two at least, and we're going to keep trying to build. Where did he come from? Ravens. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. He's got two of them. I mean, the Ravens have more. been pretty good for the past they have. 20 There's years. There's no doubt. It's it's a, it's weird that it took this long for um, teams to start like kind of well, chipping away at that, but they did this off season, that's for sure. I still yet to hear uh, Spanos comment on the hiring of Harbaugh. What is he going to say? Well, how about you know what we are, you know, we're turning a new leaf. We're turning, yeah, right. We're 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 committed to actually making sure that we get it done, and we left no stone unturned. I don't know. I mean, either that or he could have said, well, I want to thank the NFL for supporting me and giving the money I need to hire Jim Harbaugh. Because <laughs> that's the uh, conspiracy rumor. You know, we got a around. chat saying that there that conspiracy has been not I mean the conspiracy hasn't been confirmed, but the fact that the conspiracy is out there has been confirmed. Yes, I told you. I know. I didn't I know. just make up a conspiracy. I know. I know. All, All right. right. We'll take a time out. When we come back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Can't remember what you told me. I was like, uh oh. Like, and then he's right? looking towards it. I was like, oh, Tony, we have a medical emergency <laughs> happening. I swear, I swear. When I looked over him, I saw him do this. His eyes were like I in the back the of his same head. Thing. Uh, we are going to, every year, well, last two years, we've played Jim Trotter asking Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the ah. NFL, his question. And this year, Jim Trotter was not, not in attendance. But someone asked it for him. <laughs> so we'll get we'll get into that when we get back here on 97.3 The Fan. Here's some traffic. Let me go ahead and get this out the way because I know we'll get a tweet about it at some point. Hey, guess what, Tony? You are wrong. <laughs> Rick Pitino, not at Iona anymore. He moved on to St. John's. Okay. So just want to get that you. out there. No, I didn't even know that. Yeah. You uh, didn't I, know that? I did not. Oh, okay. did not recall that. I forgot. I'm not gonna lie. Rick I knew Pitino has coached every school in America by now. <laughs> what, he wasn't. He didn't start out at Kentucky, did he? Uh, I doubt that was his very. Yeah. No, he was Providence. Providence. Billy Donovan played for him at Providence, 
That's where he kind of made this. He got him to the Final Four one year, and that kind of put him on the map. I swear I didn't do that, Scraby. I did not change my camera to look okay. at the wall. Okay. I don't know that that – and again, before somebody looks it up, I don't know that that was Patino's first job. <laughs> I just know that the Providence thing put him on the map, and then he went from there. Very careful right now. Uh, we have to be have careful because you be. people are checking. I knew that was St. John's, though, just for the record. Good. Well, well then why didn't you say something? I'm glad you finally know something, Scrape. Oh. But But His son is the coach at New Mexico. He was also in the running when, remember the whole Brian Dutcher going to Minnesota thing? Yes. They Didn't they fire him and they opened up the Richard job for... Richard Pitino? Yeah. I think you're right. Uh, if you missed any part of our show today, no problem. You can hop back into the moments you missed with chapters on the free Odyssey app. Just download the Odyssey app, search for 97.3 The Fan, tap our show, and find your favorite moments. Now, Scraby- real quick, Rick Patino's first head coaching job, Boston University, then Providence. He was up in the eastern region so there. So leave, leave your corrections at home. <laughs> Roger Goodell, uh, Goodell excuse me, um, was questioned once again, but it wasn't by our old friend. They actually, according to Scraby, right? Never had a conversation, right? The, so, the, yes, Jim Trotter created the stir the, with this uh, question about the diversity in the National Football League. And it wasn't so much about the National Football League, was it? It was about the, the actual NFL Network. office. Yeah, offices. and offices, yeah. yeah. Saying that there wasn't as many um, – there wasn't as many – at the time, there were no minorities. Of yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember exactly what he said just so I don't get the wrong thing out there. But Jim Trotter has been after this for the last two years. He got fired last not, year. Yeah, he's not so he basically no... got fired for you know sticking up for what he believed in, trying to do the right thing. And the NFL said, you work for us. You shouldn't be asking questions like this of us. You're making us look bad. Yeah, right? exactly. Huh. And, and so another reporter from Kansas City, his name's Darren Smith, and he and Jim Trotter apparently did not have any communication beforehand. And so yesterday, Roger Goodell did his State of the NFL press thing, and this was one of the questions asked. I'm out of Kansas City, so I've had dreams of working for the NFL Network one day. But be that as it may, I know that you don't run the NFL media newsroom, but you do run the NFL, and they answer to you along with the 32 owners. Um, as of this press conference, the NFL media newsroom still employs zero black managers, zero black copy editors, zero full-time black employees on the news desk, and your only full-time black employee, uh, Larry Campbell, passed away over the weekend. Now, Mr. Trotter, just Jim Trotter was not here, uh, you know, for whatever reason. Over the last years, have asked you why that is the case, and believe it has more than sixty percent African Americans that played that play the game, uh, and I know that you're a man of conscience. How does knowing this sit well with you, uh, you know, and after two years of being asked this question, why has it not been any change or any hires in that area? Well, I, I disagree completely with you. There hasn't been any change. Uh, I, I'm happy to get your data and share it with our people and make sure that we get an answer for you. I don't have all the data. I will tell you that the first time ever, 51% of our employees across the league, across the network, across all of our media platforms, not including players, are either people of color or women. First time ever. So progress is being made. And there are areas where we still need to work and we need, still need to improve, whether it's offensive assistance or maybe people in our media newsroom. We will continue to do that and make, a, make a significant progress as we have. 
Well, first, let me give some props to Roger Goodell. He was certainly better prepared. Yes. The first time, time Jim Trotter <laughs> asked him two years ago in 2022, he was he went, at a loss. What did uh, Chris, Chris Berman, you say stumbling, bubbling? Yeah. That's what he was doing and a little bit. In 2023, bit. he was only a little bit more prepared. He had the answers this time. This time, even at least though, he had an answer. E- even though Jim Trotter is not no longer there, he seemed to be ready for this one this yeah, time. Yeah, Jim Trotter, uh, good for Jim in the, that he's having an effect. Uh, Darren Smith said he didn't ask Jim Trotter, and can, he just wanted to raise the issue because for whatever reason Jim Trotter wasn't there. Right. This year, As he at said, the press for whatever reason, for whatever there. reason. But it doesn't change. Even Roger Goodell's answer doesn't change the fact that unless this guy Darren Smith, the uh, media guy in Kansas City, is wrong with his facts. Because he says there's no black managers, no copy editors, no full-time employees, etc. on the news desk. So that still doesn't look exactly. all that good. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Roger Goodell is a genius at spinning this particular yeah, question. I don't know if he's a well. genius. Based on the first time, way he answered the first two times, I don't think I'm we talking could about tell. this specific time. He's a genius because he took the attention away from the actual question, which is the NFL Network news desk, news managers, and things he, like and that. He said across all across the league and yeah. uh, excluding players, and so you know he he knows what he's doing, but. I, I got to give this guy Darren Smith a lot of credit because he might not be let back in next. Exactly, next year. <laughs> gonna have to pass it on to the next guy. They, he is. They're probably gonna still be having to ask this question for years and years. I mean, the NFL can say and Goodell can make the claim. Yeah. But there and, and yes, you've gone from let's and I'm I don't have the number. But let's say you've gone from two you know black coaches to three. That's still not the same percentage of the players you have playing in the league. I mean. The NFL has been so slow and so blind to this for so many years that if it weren't for people like Jim Trotter and this reporter today and others before them, I, you wonder if the NFL would all. Yeah, change never comes in like big droves, right? It's 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 small. It trickles and it, in. And if you don't have people who are pressing the line all the time, that little bit of change doesn't actually ever happen. So kudos to what was my man's name? Darren Smith. Darren, Darren Smith. Smith in Kansas City. Yeah. Good Not job. Related. All right, let's uh, let's get to break. <laughs> when we come back, our interview of the day. Brent Sebleski blessed us with some good stuff today earlier. More Gwen and Chris on the way. All right, Clemson still trying to pull off that upset in Chapel Hill tonight. Clemson 63, North Carolina 54. About nine minutes to play. Fourth-ranked team in the nation. Under the gun. Hopefully that will not be the case later tonight when the Aztecs rank 24th what, play quick, at Air Force. What is the really good broadcaster's name that works on Fox? He does the football games. Uh, okay. Greg Olson? No, no, not NFL. He does college. He's, 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 Gus he's, Johnson? Gus Johnson. You right? like Gus Johnson. Did, uh, he's okay. He's a bit of a parody he, he, of himself he, now. He, did you, did you, <laughs> did you hear him doing the Iowa... Um, Maryland women's basketball game? I did not. <laughs> I think, if I'm not mistaken, Caitlin Clark blocked a shot, um, and he meant to. He was trying to say she got her shot blocked, Uh-oh. but he said he said the other oh, one. Oh no! And then he said her shot block. Excuse me, is what he he said. She got her. Bleep block, and it said shot block. Excuse me. Oh my goodness, he did say it. <laughs> he did. 
Gus. I, yeah, I guess it was the most watched, one of the most watched co- women's college basketball games, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, lo- I'm loving all of that, though. The, the, the fact that the women's game is just kicking butt right now. Yeah, man. It's really great. And, I mean, this is going to be a big season for the WNBA. I know they're trying to take advantage of all of this. But Caitlin Clark and this uh, Juju Watkins of USC. Ooh. That girl, tremendous. Right there. That's great. And wow. <laughs> Did you listen to no, that? No, oh. I went to awful announcing because they always have those things. And the media, it says, has been disabled in response to a report by the copyright owner. So they're trying to erase, erase this it. from the internet. <laughs> they don't want it on there. They huh? do not want it on there. So Gus Johnson actually did say, "Oh, he did." <laughs> I said that once, also, just once. <laughs> I mean, I can see it be- and I, I told you how I did it, didn't I tell you? I'm not sure. I said your dad was. Instead of two hits shy of 3,000, <laughs> I transposed them. It was during a sports update, many obviously many years ago. Oh, wow. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Just came out wrong. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I sent you uh, – or I, tw- I retweeted something that somebody put on uh, Twitter today, and I was hoping you would catch it, Tony. It was a highlight package of your dad playing point guard at San Diego State. I did not see yes. that. Yeah, look through. Did you, did you see it? it? You, you, I didn't you send it to you. I just retweeted it. Um, so, you know, sorry I don't know how to Just go to Chris's page. <laughs> we have to go to his page. Go to my page. You can find But I think it was pretty uh, – there was clips I'd never seen before. Was your dad number 24 when he played for the Aztecs? He was he okay, so that's why Aztecs put up that post the other day saying 24 just like Tony Gwynn. Ah, oh, rank twenty-four. Yeah, it's a pretty cool uh, little package. A package of about six or seven plays. Him scoring some buckets, making some passes. I, I'd never seen any of those clips before, so I retweeted it for Tony Gwynn fans everywhere. One of the facts that people always want me to tell Tony: it doesn't matter who I meet or where I go, but it's did. Does anybody ever know that? Uh, Tony Gwynn was actually drafted by the Clippers, too. Hmm. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty commonly known. Pretty commonly known. <laughs> we've we've not explored known, it a lot. What's <laughs> not known is that somebody called from the office, and uh, the baseball office guy by the name of Steve Salvo, who was kind of one of the fun assistant. He wasn't a... He was kind of a recruiting guy. But anyway, he called uh, Tony's house and the soccer team and said, we've drafted you as well. <laughs> <laughs> trying to trying to be funny. Trying to make it a three-team parlay. That's hilarious. All right, let's get to some traffic. Today's interview was, I mean, this guy's so good. Brent Sebleski of Bleacher Report. If you've heard him before, you know you're about, you're about to be much more knowledgeable about the Super Bowl and the NFL. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Now let's get to our NFL guest. Brett Sebleski joins us. <laughs> Bleacher Report. Brett, Brent, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing well. Had a nice sunny week in Alabama last week for the Senior Bowl. Now here comes the Super Bowl. Gentlemen, this is the best time of the year. Yeah, we, yeah. we know you are very fond of this time of year. And uh, kudos to you for getting some sunshine in Alabama because we're getting none of it right now here in California. <laughs> uh, but let's talk a little bit about this Super Bowl. We are finally getting closer and closer. We're less than a week away. Um, let's start with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he he's six straight AFC championship games. Um, he's going to another Super Bowl. He's already won two of these. I mean, 
at this point, has there been anybody in their first, what, seven, eight years of his career had a better seven or eight than he has to start his career? That's a great way to frame it because I think when you look at the argument, and I've seen it online, and I think it's a great way to look at it overall. When you are discussing greatest of all time, you're looking for at one length of career, Mm -hmm. right? When we're talking about that, it's obviously Tom Brady. Are you looking at peak? Who is the best at their very best? And at this juncture, it's difficult to argue anyone against Patrick Mahomes and what he has done. And I think it's really interesting because those two careers overlap, right? And so you get this delineation point where Tom Brady was the end of what we would essentially look at as the old guard. And then you have Mahomes, who has revolutionized the way we look at the position today. And I think that's an important part of the conversation because with Patrick Mahomes, it's not just about winning, and it's not just about doing it the right way and putting up huge numbers. He legitimately has morphed what we've looked at at the quarterback position and changed it completely. How much importance we place on the emphasis with disassociation from upper body, lower body, being able to throw from multiple arm angles, how yeah. to work outside of structure, how to work from uh, through your second and third windows and create plays. And that's what we is now the standard. So that, to me, is really the indication of what we see with Mahomes at his peak is probably the best ever with the opportunity to become the actual greatest of all time. Brent, you know, when I look at this game and I look at Mahomes, I mean, I try to figure out a way – to beat him. I mean, I you know, I mean, you, if you're going to pick the 49ers to win, then you got to figure out a way that they can beat Patrick Mahomes. And I'm going through, you know, his playoff log and I mean, it's unbelievable. He's 14 and 3. Two of the losses were to Tom Brady, one was to Joe Burrow and the Bengals. But when the Chiefs don't drop the football, at least looking back on this season, it seems like they're almost impossible to stop unless you can get a pass rush on him. And when I go back to the Tampa Bay mm-hmm. Super Bowl that they got blitzed by the Bucks, Tampa Bay terrorized him. Yeah, they, they tore did. up Kansas City's offensive line, and he couldn't do anything, and no quarterback can under those circumstances. It's the same way Brady used to lose once in a, in a blue moon. You know, when the Giants could get to him with a four-man rush, they were able to beat him in two Super Bowls. So the question is, can the 49ers do something like that to Mahomes? I do believe so. And, you know, before coming on the show, I still wasn't sure who I wanted to pick for this game. You know, Bleach Report, we have yet to sit down and put and, and enter our selections for this game, who we're picking as, you know, through multiple different analysts that work for the company. And I was kind of just agonizing over it to a degree because I agree with you. And I even wrote it last week when they were facing uh, the Baltimore Ravens. It's like, how do you bet against Patrick Mahomes, right? How do you do that? Then you have to start thinking logically on where those potential holes may be. You mentioned one, and rightly so. Again, you get that correlation between Brady and the Buccaneers and the way they attacked uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. And what we saw at that time was – the Chiefs didn't have enough talent in the trenches to protect Patrick Mahomes. And if you guys remember going into that offseason, they completely revamped yeah. their offensive line. Like four-fifths of their starting offensive line changed that offseason with multiple investments, not only in free agency, but also through the draft. And that's where they got guys like Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith, who have been absolutely spectacular. With that said, I think one of the major keys in this in this contest is the fact that Joe Tooney's almost – certainly out and he is their best offensive lineman and so what because of that pectoral injury 
now the San Francisco 49ers, you're going to attack that interior. You may not attack necessarily Creed Humphrey or or Trey Smith, but you got to have guys like Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave who can create pressure to collapse the pocket. And the weakness for Kansas City's protection tends to be the offensive tackles. So if you can collapse the pocket, now you have Bosa, right? You have Chase Young screaming off the edges that can make life difficult for Patrick Mahomes. And that, to me, is really one of the two major matchups, I think, that will define this game, the other being San Francisco's run game. Brett Sobleski joins us here. Bleacher Report here on Gwen and Chris, 245 on the clock. And, Brent, one of the things that I want to move away from the Super Bowl for a sec because I don't know if it's just me, but it seems like there's been a lot more conversation about coordinators this offseason than I can remember, Um, like headlining uh, in some of these (laughs) situations. I want to start with the commander's new offensive coordinator, Cliff Kingsbury, they move uh, who was with the, who had agreed seemed like he agreed to be the Raiders offensive coordinator. That didn't end up working out. What, what's been your take on a lot of the movement with the coordinators this offseason? Well, I think a lot of it is regurgitation of what we've already seen. Right. <laughs> In a lot of instances, these are coordinators that were coordinators elsewhere that either through a failed head coach or failed system no longer had a job and just moved to another one. So it's a bit of rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic Mm. when it comes to some of these positions. And you have someone like Cliff Kingsbury, who obviously was a head coach with the Arizona Cardinals, but he was also the play caller and and ultimately failed in both duties and was found uh, wanting and Arizona moved on. See, the thing that's interesting to me with Cliff Kingsbury, and it was interesting not just with Washington, but also when we originally had the reports of him going to Las Vegas, his plight seems very simple to me. He is trying to position himself in the best way possible to become an NFL head coach again, right? That is the way that we feel that he's going to really set himself up. That's why you would go to the Oakland Raiders where you had control of the offense without Antonio Pierce really in- interfering. And it seems applicable now that he's in Washington. Here's mm-hmm. the big difference. Washington owns a second overall yeah. draft pick, and that gets you a franchise – well, a quote-unquote quote, quote franchise quarterback – and this year's NFL draft, whereas the Raiders are outside of the top 10. So that's a major difference. And if you have aspirations of being there one or two years and moving on and hopefully obtaining another head coaching position, which clearly seems the plight here, then you want to work with with the most talented quarterback you possibly can. And that's why uh, those negotiations, quote-unquote, fell apart at the last minute. (laughs) But overall – It probably helps to have a guy that he just finished working pretty close with in Caleb Williams – around that area somewhere. Yeah, it's it's fascinating because, uh, you know, uh, guys, you, you know I work with the uh, Bleach Sports Scouting Department. Uh, we study the draft year-round. We have multiple guys on staff that breaks down time. We don't even have Caleb as QB1, um, and we don't have uh, either quarterback as the number one overall prospect. So while, yes, we have them rated as top five talents, we're treating him in a manner that's odd to me in certain ways. Like mm. Kingsbury has to get Caleb Williams. He's this quote unquote top end talent. I don't see it in the same way. I think he would be just as uh, just as preferable to land someone like Drake or excuse, yeah Drake May or even Jaden Daniels, and they would be well off, very talented kids. And I understand that there's the history there between those two, and the fit would be fantastic. So I can't argue that. But I don't think that's the that's the only end game for yeah. Washington here. That they they have the opportunity just to stand pat and see which one's available to them, or if they prefer one, uh, 
right, why don't you flip with Chicago and, and give Chicago a little something <laughs> on the side so that they can get their quarterback still and add an asset. Brent Sabluski from Bleacher Report. The one thing I was so impressed with you, Brent, and I always am, but you, you previewed the championship games, and the one thing you told uh, Tony and I was that the Detroit Lions had the best offensive line of any of the teams left in the postseason, and they went out and proved it yeah, against the 49ers. And, it, and I know it didn't win them the game, but they really controlled the line of scrimmage. Now I want to know, can the 49ers offensive line – Give them the running game they're going to need to keep Mahomes off the field, keep you know Brock Purdy upright back there, and let him do what he does. I mean, this notion that this guy's a game manager, I guess there's some people still hanging on to that theory, but he <laughs> seems to be proving you know week in week out. If you give the guy some time, he's got the weapons. Forty Nine ers are going to score some points even against a really good KC defense. Well, let me squash something real quick. Every quarterback's a game manager if if the play caller is doing his job correctly, right? Yeah, <laughs> because that's you're, true. you're operating true. with you're, you're operating within the offensive scheme as designed for you. So that's the whole point of playing the position. I think it's totally overblown when we look at Brock Purdy. Now, what I think is a bigger question is the experience comparatively when you're going against a Patrick Mahomes and being in, at this stage, and he's only in his second year and not we mentioned we mentioned before that with they missed most of the offseason with that elbow injury. So I think that's a legitimate question, not necessarily whether he does has the talent or if he's just a game manager. To me, that's all overblown. Now, I did allude to this earlier that the second part of why I think San Francisco has a legitimate chance in this contest is their run game. And I'm not going to take credit for this, Dad. I believe it was Mina Kimes that threw it out there today. So I fully kudos to her and uh, the research department over on the ESPN side of things. But when you look at – the one statistic that blew my mind is obviously the San Francisco 49ers are the number one zone rushing team in the NFL. That's that that goes without saying. It's the Shanahan offense. It's been that way since the mid '90s, <laughs> since Mike Shanahan developed the system. Now, with that said, here's the important part: Kansas City's 31st in the NFL defending zone runs. Okay. So when you have that offensive line as it's currently constructed, plus you will start adding ancillary pieces like George Kittle blocking on the edges. If San Francisco finds themselves in a position where they can get up early, if, if that means taking the ball by winning the coin flip and establishing that run to get points so you're not chasing Patrick Mahomes, that's when you are at a specific advantage over the Chiefs, even though the Chiefs have the number two rated defense overall because they are weak in that specific area against zone, uh, zone rushing attack against uh, when they're playing base defense against when you have 12 personnel out there with multiple tight ends. And so that's where San Francisco's strengths are. And you start factoring Christian McCaffrey and just how naturally gifted he is. So to me, and I feel like I'm talking myself into the 49ers as we're having this conversation. You you brought him up, Brent, about Christian McCaffrey and, and for – this, this may seem crazy, but bear with me here. He seems to be less talked about now that he's in San Francisco than he was in Carolina. And I don't know if that's because we're every week we're talking about Brock Purdy and if he's a game manager or not or what the, the sense is, but Christian McCaffrey is the most important player, I think, on the San Francisco 49ers. And I would assume it's going to have to have a big day in order for the, for the 49ers to win this game. I agree 100%. Excuse me, I apologize. Um, the stat that kind of just blows my mind this year is I know 
obviously running backs as a whole have been devalued. And I understand the game is now a pass-first NFL. That's the way we look at it. It's the way it's played. That's what we want. We want scores, you know, high-flying offenses. But still, the fact that Christian McCaffrey was the only running back in the NFL, the only running back in the NFL to run for more than 1,200 yards this year is flabbergasting. I mean, guys, I know you're you're, you're a little older like me. You remember <laughs> all the 2,000-yard backs and, you know, Barry and Terrell Davis yeah. and all those guys, but not, not on, even going back further with when those workhorses like Eric Dickerson and Marcus Allen, and now we have one, only one in the NFL, and what makes McCaffrey truly special is not only is he that the best pure runner in the NFL, but he's also one of the best, he's arguably the best receiver out of the yeah. backfield. Yeah. So you can use him in such a manner to vary the offense in a way to where he is totally dynamic, but also complementary to everything they have on offense, whether we're talking about George Kittle, as a primary weapon, as a receiver, and not just as an, a, a, blocking, a blocker at the end of the line of scrimmage. You have Brandon Ayuk, Ayuk who, him and Debo Samuel, who are so dynamic with the ball in their hands that you can use them in a multitude of different ways, not just as receivers, but on motion, uh, uh, jet sweeps and things of the like and screens. So to me, Kyle Shanahan being able to have that ball early and getting up early will be the absolute critical key to what San Francisco does through the entire contest. And it will rely on Christian McCaffrey being the focal point. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Well, Brent, we're, we're looking forward to it. Can't wait for Super Bowl say, Sunday. Brent, that was a nice try. You almost got me leaning to the 49ers, but, <laughs> you know. Hey, hey. We we all know when you're betting out there, logic never actually applies. So just do the opposite of what I say. <laughs> I don't Fair know enough. about that, man. You're pretty smart. You, so you we'll definitely see. got us leaning a little bit. Yeah. We appreciate your time, though, Brent. Thank you, man. Thanks, Brent. Enjoy the game. Uh, you got, I hope everyone else out there listening enjoys as well. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Clemson 72, North Carolina 73 minutes left. Aztecs Air Force later. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about it. Thanks to Brett Sobleski for joining us. Scraby, coming up with the Chronicles next. Stick around for that. For Tony, Chris, have a good Tuesday night. Stay uh, dry as best you can. Be safe. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.